happy full moon. This is Mark Paradis and this is the Sacred Vortex Mystery School. I hope that you're doing well and I hope that you're riding the waves of the full moon really well. It can be a challenging time, uh, but it can also be a really amazing time to go inwards and um, look at ourselves, look at our shadows and cast light on the parts of ourselves that are wanting to be looked at so that we can uh, live better lives um, and lift our highest potential, which is what this podcast is all about. Um, so enjoy that and really play with that and be cranky if that's what it is. You know, I've once did, uh, if you're a follower of this podcast for a while, you'll know that I once did a podcast episode called, um, how to deal with full moon crankiness and man, does that, did that one get lots of hits and lots of likes and lots of, uh, <laughs> listens and downloads because it's, it's a big thing. And, um, very often we don't realize it, that the full moon comes and goes and we're like, why am I in such a bad mood? And it, it's, it's just like, we're so connected to these lunar cycles. We're so connected to what's happening at the cosmic level. And the more we connect to it, the more we feel the waves of it. So if you're feeling the wave of it right now, just enjoy it, ride it. And if you're being cranky, just be cranky like and enjoy being cranky and and don't be bothered about it um so today i want to talk about a topic that um i absolutely love it's one of my favorite topics and it's very very integral to this podcast so i'm actually kind of surprised that i didn't talk about it sooner Uh, and the topic is vortex energy vortexes vortices however you want to say it um so what i want to talk about today is what is a vortex how do they work why were they so important in the culture of mystery schools of ancient civilizations and um how do we make the most of them how do we benefit from them in our day-to-day lives so before getting into the topic i'd like to invite you to just take a moment just a very quick moment to just tune into the energy of the field that we're creating together, all those of us who are listening to this, who are participating in this in any way, even if it's all happening at different times, even if you're listening to it at this time and that time and other, you know, the other people who are listening to it are listening at different times, there's a field around it. And, uh, and I just want you to tune into that for a moment. And I know that a lot of you do this, you know, listen to podcasts while you're cooking, you know, preparing things for the kids, uh, doing whatever else, tasks, maybe even driving. So I won't ask you to go very deep right now, but just really becoming aware of energy, becoming aware of the energy around you, becoming aware of the energy in your body, um, and if you're driving, you know, keep your eyes on the road and don't, you know, don't crash into anything. But maybe if you're driving, you can kind of just bring your awareness to the fingers holding the steering wheel and just notice that. Notice the movement in the fingers as they press gently against the steering wheel. Notice the ripple effect of that as it goes up your arms. You know, if you're cooking, notice the heat from the food or the cutting motion of the knife and how that ripples into your body if you're doing anything else if you're just sitting around and listening to this because you've made so much space for it that's even better um you know and just take a moment to scan your body and notice your body how it feels right now and your breath where it is and 
just notice, just taking a moment to just notice our physical body and notice the connection to the energy field in this space and our body as a receptor and transmitter of the energy field of this podcast, of these words, of what gathers us here today at this moment and of this full moon. It was a powerful time. So I'd like to invite you to just make a little sound, just to acknowledge that we've dropped into this space. It could just be like a yawn, like a... Or any kind of dropping of the jaw sound. And just sit with the resonance of that for one moment. Okay, all right. I almost forgot what I was going to talk about there for a moment because I got into that, but that's kind of the point of this, isn't it? Um, So... I want to talk about vortex energy because I think it's really important and it's something that's very integral to my work and it's integral to this podcast. Um, And to begin talking about that, I'd like to talk about what's possibly the most powerful vortex experience that I've ever had. Uh, Some of you might know about a little place called Sedona, which is in Arizona. And uh, for me, and I visited a lot of sacred sites, a lot of vortex sites around the world. And for me, Sedona has always just been at the top of my list in terms of most powerful, especially most powerful vortex energy. It's just an absolutely powerful place. And um, I'll never forget, I arrived at Sedona, I had taken a bus from Phoenix, landed in Phoenix very early from LA um, one morning, grabbed the bus from Phoenix for about three hours to Sedona, bit tired, bit cranky, bit all of that, get off the bus and I, I couldn't believe what I just felt. Like I got off the bus and I just felt like I was stepping into a massive embrace of white light like uh, in the shape of a circle like a donut of white light that was just embracing me and it was massive it was huge it was absolutely huge but it was it was still holding me even though it was so huge and hugging me into that space. And I remembered feeling tingles all over my body from the tip of my toes all the way up to my fingertips, all the way up to the crown of my head and in the field around me. And I'd never felt anything like that, that strongly. And, uh, and I had to stand there for a moment and I looked around at this kind of sandy, dusty landscape where I had been dropped off and I, it, it took me a few moments to get to a place where I could operate, where I could go, okay, where am I and how do I get where I need to go? Um, so it was just a powerful, powerful experience. And the only other place in the world that I know that where, where I've come even close to something like that was uh, a place called Avebury in the UK. So those of you that are in the UK, there's a lot of listeners in the UK. Um, that's such a powerful place to go. Avebury, the biggest stone circle in the world, uh, bigger than Stonehenge. Um, so I'm, I was in Sedona and like I said, I was blown away by this. I mean, everything lived and breathed this energy of vortex and, 
um, you know, I remember going to the local tourist office and grabbing a map when, uh, you know, the tourist office offers you a map of all the vortices, all the vortexes around the, uh, the whole area that you can just enjoy. And so people go around and they meditate at the vortex sites. And uh, so there's the bell, the bell vortex, the um, chapel vortex, there's the airport vortex, there's a few different vortices around the space. And, um, I was just completely blown away by it. And then, so I, I hired a bike and I went cycling around and I, I sat and meditated at different sites and it was just absolutely like out of this world. It was like, it felt like I was energetically getting a PhD. It was just brilliant. I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't uh, rave about it enough. Um, and a couple of days later, I mean, some of you who followed this for a while, you'll know that um, we do this thing called uh, the sacred, uh, the um, Earth Energy Project, uh, Earth Oneness Ceremonies, which are land energy ceremonies uh, that we do, that I do with my uh, teacher, Kenneth Ray Stubbs, who's, uh, who's actually from Arizona. Um, and we... Um, we were doing one at the airport vortex in Sedona a couple of days later. And what was really amazing, and this was really one of the most touching and powerful moments of my life, is that I got to the top of the airport vortex um, and I was standing around there and uh, getting ready to log in and to do this online um, energy uh, session. And I found there was this letter that was kind of nudged in between um, two rocks um, and so I grabbed the letter and I opened it up and I read it and it's, it was just really emotional. It was this woman who had, um, had been diagnosed with cancer. And, and I, th I think I remembered it saying that she was a single mom and she had just been diagnosed with cancer and she'd had to you know, leave her job. And she was very, very afraid. She was afraid for herself and she was afraid for her family. And she was asking for help. And she wrote all this down in the letter. She was asking for help. And it was really one of the most touching moments of my life because, you know, I spend so much time going around these sites and, and visiting these sites and doing all this work and doing work on one-to-one -one with people and workshops and in sessions. And when you get to that realization that there are people who you know, who, who, who really need this work and they need it so much that they'll go and, and write a letter and leave it there. And I guess that made me think, you know, that this was a great way to explain what a vortex does and why they're so important. So why on earth would this woman, I forget her name at the moment, why would she go and leave this letter in this place. Why at a vortex? Why did she believe that healing or transformation of some kind would somehow find her um, if she left a letter, a letter at that place? And so this is a great starting point to explain all of this. Essentially, this is the way I see it, and, uh, and I'd love to hear other opinions if there's other views about this, but the way I see it and what I've learned is that essentially, you know, our universe and this kind of massive field that we live in uh, is composed of two different realms. And one realm is a realm that we can't see, we can't touch. We call it the non-local realm. Uh, it's a, a realm that's infinite, that can't be measured, um, that just is. And it's where everything comes from. It's where everything originates. It's... Um, apparently made of tiny little two-dimensional strings of white light of, 
uh, of energy um, that everything originates from. And then everything that originates from there manifests into form, into solid form, or almost solid form, which is what which can then be measured. And the stuff that can be measured and the stuff that can fit into this time time space reality that we you know recognize and we call it reality, but it's it's not reality, but we call it that. That space-time reality that is here and now and that we can touch and feel and that seems solid, that appears solid, is um, the local field. It's the here and now. So those are the two different realms. And the two realms work together. They're interconnected. One can't exist without the other because the uh, physical local realm is the expression. It's the way that the non-local realm expresses itself. And the non-local realm is where everything originates. And the non-local realm, you know, at the absolute kind of highest extreme and most developed and, and, and most advanced area of that whole space is um, essentially the space of pure energy, um, the undifferentiated essence of our existence, as we call it, um, my fellow shaman Kenneth Ray Stubbs. And so that field of white light is the most powerful field in the world. It's, it's, it's completely a field of oneness, undifferentiated, white light, and it is the light from which everything originates. So it can recognize what is needed in our being and provided for us when we connect to it. So the more we spend time connecting to that field, the more we develop our ability to embody that white light and to embody these higher frequency energies. And the more we embody them, the more we can radiate them. And the more we radiate them, the more everything around us can transform and we can begin to heal and help other people as well. And so... Essentially, connecting to this highest realm, this realm of white light, is um, the way for us to reach our highest potential. Yeah, that's essentially what this is about. And um, the people from the um, mystery schools of ancient civilizations, they knew that. They knew that that was the case because... Because the whole work of the mystery schools is about connecting to that field, connecting to the cosmos, connecting to the highest light, so that we can begin to embody that. The mystery school is essentially a field of white light that we can embody in our being, and that we can make part of our, of our field permanently. And so the mystery schools of ancient civilizations, which we talk a lot of, uh, talk a lot about in this podcast, um, they they were all about this connection to the divine. And so a vortex is essentially an energetic structure, which is made in a certain way that it can connect us to this divine realm. It can connect us to this highest order, to this high, higher place, so that we can uh, be connected to it, linger with it, play with it and develop ourselves and grow and reach our highest potential. That's essentially what a vortex is. And if you're not clear necessarily what an energetic structure is, maybe this is a good way of explaining it, is that essentially an energetic structure is, essentially it comes from the idea that we're all made of energy. We are all energy. Our entire universe is energy. And our physical body is only 
a more dense form of energy that can be measured. And so as we are energy, we're all made of frequencies which unite. And frequencies, when they unite, they create frequency patterns. And in these patterns, when they develop, they create energetic structures like a vortex. And so essentially, a vortex will be, yeah, an energetic structure which will uh, help to connect us to these highest realms, to um, the divine realm. So, where do we find vortices and vortexes? Well, you can go to Sedona. <laughs> um, you know, lots of land will have vortices and vortexes. And essentially, the reason why I call this, this podcast the Sacred Vortex Mystery School is because mystery schools of ancient civilizations, they would gather at vortex sites because those were places where they knew that the being could more readily and more easily connect to the higher realms, connect to the divine. They knew that. And so that that's why they gathered at Vortex sites to learn how to connect to the higher realms, um, to go through the ceremonies, to go through the practices of resurrection and all of that juicy stuff that we talked about. They, that's what they got. That's what they, they did. They would connect at these sites. And, um, and Vortex sites were very often the sites where temples were built and sacred sites were built, you know, like the pyramids of Egypt, the pyramids of the Yucatan, or at least nearby, because those were built as structures that would amplify um, the energetic field of a vortex and, and make it somehow more available to the human being that spent time there. And so, this is really big stuff. I mean, I think this is really important information because if you think about it, it's so important that people created temples that took however long to create, so much effort, so many people. I mean, the pyramids of Egypt, the pyramids of the Yucatan are built using methods that we don't understand because it was so important for them to be done right. And they were done by civilizations so long ago, probably ten or 12,000 years ago. And they lasted this long. And they took so much effort, so much time, so much money, and they've lasted this long. And millions of us have gone to visit them. We go seek something there, even if we don't really understand what's going on there. And that goes to show us how important vortex energy is. But we as a society have kind of lost touch with that. But right now, a lot of that is kind of reawakening. And that's what I think is really, really powerful. So there's tons of vortices around us that we can connect to, that we can locate. Um, a place like Sedona, Avebury, all these places, they have, you know, vortices which are waiting for us to, um, to go in and, and get energy there. Um, and just kind of connect to, a, to that higher realm. And so, vortices also exist in the human body. The human body, um, you know, the chakra system, the chakras are vortices. Uh, and they connect us to the divine as well, which is why connecting to chakras is so powerful. But as a human being, we also have the ability to embody vortex energy and, and to embody it, radiate it. And even, you know, when we reach a certain level of advancement, we have the ability to create vortices as well. 
And so with my work, you know, I spent a lot of time working with various shaman. Uh, I spent a lot of time traveling to these sacred sites, um, sitting in communion with sacred sites. And I've developed the ability to, first of all, to channel the energy of vortexes and bring them to people and share them with people, um, to embody that energy and radiate it out, and also to create vortices which people can then um, feel and connect to and resonate with and so that's kind of what i feel and i mean i don't know if this vortex energy can radiate through a recording uh probably not as intensely as if you were on the site but there's still something there that can be felt I've, i know that and so that's what this is all about it's about understanding that um that essentially we can embody this vortex energy, we can radiate it out, we can create fields around it, and those fields can um, help us and help others connect to our highest potential and to our highest selves. And that's really, really what a vortex is all about. And so the woman who left that letter um, in Sedona, I mean, she might not have known any of this, she might know other things, she might, you know, have other information that's different to this, but she knew something. She knew that she needed healing, she needed help, she needed transformation, that somehow that vortex would help her, somehow leaving that letter at the vortex would help her. So, you know, we picked up that letter, we held her close in our ceremony, and I really hope that somehow that energy's found her and that that's helped her. Um, so I want to take you through a practice, like I always do. But before doing that, I want to talk about how do we, how could we take this practice even deeper? Um, and I mean, different, you know, different people who are listening to this might have different experiences with vortices, and that's completely normal and it's completely cool. And just keep doing what you're doing. But a great way to um, take this work deeper is, you know, of course, do the practice at the end of this. Um, visit sacred sites, visit vortex sites, um, spend time communing with them and just listen to your body. Your body will be the vessel connecting you to that energy. Use dowsing if you can, a dowsing rod, dowsing pendulum, if that's something that's available to you. Use crystals when you're on those sites to really charge the crystal and, and attune it with yourself. Those are all things that you can do. Um, and also, if you do want to take it deeper, this is something I work with a lot. Uh, for those of you who, who, who are interested in that, I do one-to-one -one mentoring and um, I have also a group mentoring program, which is all about developing these abilities um, in ourselves. And it's really powerful stuff. It's really, really powerful stuff. So yeah, so you can check out my website if you want more information about this. It's uh, www.markparadis.com. But let's um, let's go a little bit deeper already with this practice. So the practice today will be very subtle. Um, again, I know most of you or a lot of you listen to this while you're doing something else, cooking, playing with the kids, whatever, uh, maybe even driving, like I said, but, um, if you can, if it's available to you, really find a way to sit somewhere that makes you comfortable. Maybe sit or lie down. Um, I like lying down, especially for something subtle like the one we're going to do today. And uh, just lying down. 
and noticing, taking a moment to notice your physical body, starting from the top of the head all the way to the tip of the toes, just noticing your physical body, notice how it feels, Maybe release the jaw and let out a little sound like a and notice the ripple of that sound across your body. It's just continuing to scan your body perhaps scanning it using a soft exhale. I like to do a soft exhale with my mouth closed. Just scanning the awareness around your physical body, noticing which parts of your body are perhaps more tense, more contracted, which ones are more responsive, more fluid, just noticing. in stillness noticing stillness not doing anything not scanning the body not breathing intentionally just lying there stillness so rare that we give our bodies this amount of stillness and space. So just lounge in that, luxuriate in that. And begin again to scan the physical body, wherever you are, wherever your awareness is, perhaps using a soft breath, soft exhale coursing through your body.
is traveling your awareness across the physical body. And taking another moment of break to just lie in awareness of the stillness that is present, that is available, that is potent, that is alive. Then begin to scanning around the physical body again. Wherever your attention, your awareness is being called, wherever your breath is being called. And now, starting to spiral your awareness on the outside surface of the physical body. So from the inside, we're going to move to the outside surface of the physical body. And just begin to spiral your awareness around the surface of the outside of the physical body. And perhaps you want this time to use a soft exhale, but with the mouth open. just stop wherever you are and notice the stillness notice how different it feels now to have shifted your awareness to have shifted the breath just notice is there any tingling anywhere any spasms or contractions or expansions or anything, just begin to notice that.
Feel the potency of the empty space. And begin to scan your awareness around the energy field around your physical body. That space of white light that exists around our physical body, hugging us, receiving information, but also radiating information around us. And doing that by using a Soft exhale with the mouth open. to invite you to go back to the awareness in the physical body bring your awareness back to the physical body the solid form and just notice what happens when you move your awareness around the physical body again now now that we've gone out of the physical body and we return back in how different does it feel and move your awareness around using a soft exhale with the mouth closed. And now alternate by bringing your awareness back outside the physical body, circling it, spiraling it outside the physical body. Exhaling, soft exhale with the mouth open now. between the two, mouth closed, mouth open, inside body, outside body, and just notice how that feels.
I'd like to bring in one last element here. Just starting to spread the fingers of your right hand slowly, slowly, slowly. And noticing the space between the fingers. How powerful it is that while it might feel like empty space, can we feel it becoming full? Can we feel it moving our fingers away from each other? So moving the fingers apart from each other so slowly that the space between the fingers moves the fingers instead of instead of them moving themselves. And then gently open and close the fingers, curl and lengthen, curl and lengthen the fingers of that hand. And just feel the ripple effect of that gentle, gentle ripple effect of that up your arm, the past your elbow, up to the top of the arm. And then gently twist the hand, the wrist around counterclockwise, slowly, slowly, slowly. And feeling the ripple effect of that across the arm, the shoulder, and even throughout the entire body. And perhaps if you're like me, your body's starting to take a funny shape. I'm turning on my side and my legs and arms. My whole body's twisted from the impact of this tiny, tiny little movement. And then just bring your awareness to the inside of that right hand. Do you notice that space? Do you notice the light in that hand, that ball of white light? It's just sitting here for the next few minutes or for as long as you want, noticing the sensations in the body, noticing the impact of this subtle movement on your entire physical being and in the field around you. So you could feel free to end this here or you can feel free to continue as long as you want. But I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how this experience was. So do get in touch. Let me know. Lots of love. Thank you for joining. <laughs>